Welcome to Freedom to Retire with Jim Cipriati, powered by Retire Ready Financial Group. You got to be prepared. If you're not prepared and you have too much risk, you may make some adverse choices. And so you need to have a plan because the downturns are going to happen. Jim Cipriati has been helping people in the greater Philadelphia and South New Jersey areas reach their retirement goals for over two decades. We just want to make sure we're not too aggressive, not too conservative either. We want that nice mix. And that's what I help my clients with every single day. Now, Freedom to Retire. Let's dive on into this show because there's one thing of many that I think is rattling the stock market right now, and that is recession seems to be the economic prediction of the day. Yahoo Finance's Julie Hyman says the Goldman Sachs has joined that crowd. So Goldman's economics team coming out with a new report saying there is a 35% chance we could see a recession in the next two years, 15% in the next 12 months. Now, that prediction is pushing a recovery out past two years. So, Jim, do you change allocations for your clients based on predictions like this? Or can you create a strategy where recessions don't matter? And Grant, I'd hate to kind of overstate the obvious here, but our economy is definitely going through some significant changes at the moment. Mm -hmm. And a lot of it's happening really rapidly. You know, so many of us have seen substantial amount of growth in our investment accounts over the past few years. But we really need to take a deeper look to see that there are a couple of reasons why the market grew so much over the past few years, especially. 2020, COVID hit. The Fed lowered interest rates as low as they could possibly lower them in order to spur up that economic growth and activity. And then shortly afterwards, right, Congress gave that green light to print all of that stimulus money, which caused a a major influx uh, of all these new dollars that were pumped into our money supply. But now things are getting back to the same levels as far as things like unemployment. Those levels are getting nice and normal. Production levels are going back up. So the Fed has no other choice but to get the interest rates back up to those higher, more normal levels. But your question earlier, Grant, was what can we do to prepare for this when it comes to our finances, I believe, right? Right. What can we do to make sure a recession, quite simply, might not matter when we make this kind of plan? And that's not easy. It's not easy. But, uh, you know, what we have to do, we always uh, talk about this on the show. We have to look at the facts because we can get down a rabbit hole with all these different possibilities of this happening, that happening. But the facts are this. Since World War II, 11 out of the past 14 times that the Fed has raised interest rates, it has indeed led to a recession. Uh, So that's just about 80% of the time that these interest rate hikes have led to an economic slowdown. And yes, it negatively impacts our investment accounts, typically. That consumer price index, the CPI, that's our main measure of inflation. That's running right around 8.5% at the moment. And the inflation cost for manufacturers, that's even higher. That's around 11.2%. We have not seen these types of numbers in decades. But instead of procrastinating and just watching our account balances slip away, Mm -hmm. I do believe there are some moves that we could be uh, making in order to preserve these balances that we have. And we really just want to focus on keeping our retirement on track. Uh, The SEC has even published bulletins explaining to investors how rising interest rates negatively impact fixed rate bond funds. So look, if you have funds in your 401k or in your IRA that say something like in the title, if it says um, total bond fund or core bond fund, high yield bond fund, uh, long-term bond fund, intermediate term bond fund, and then those target date funds, uh, target date 2020 or target date 2025, If you own those, you're already seeing substantial loss in those balances. And I'm afraid 
that this may just be the tip of the iceberg because the Fed has only raised interest rates once so far back on March the 16th. And they're predicted to raise interest rates again on May the 4th. And after that, a few more times is what they're projected to do. So if you feel like your balances are slipping away and you just like that second opinion, I'd, I'd suggest getting in touch with my office and we could set up a call and I'll personally take a deeper look at your positions and uh, make sure everything is set up in such a way that maybe you won't be as harmed if we do in fact get into that recession territory. And I might be able to give some extra insight on really how to protect and preserve because we're talking about your life savings here. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to do this complimentary for our, our fellow 1210 uh, WPHT listeners, Grant. Yeah, and we appreciate you doing that because these insights and these conversations that you can have right now can help set you up to weather the kind of storms that we're seeing. And when we talk about creating retirement strategies, we always talk about the fact that they should be personalized. It's not about trying to put you into some one-size-fits-all version of a plan that may or may not meet your needs and do the things that you need to do. For the first three callers on today's show, Jim Cipriati will create that customized retirement income plan for you at no charge whatsoever. First three callers... 610-894-7415. Again, that's the first three callers to today's show at 610-894-7415. Also, you can put in a request online over at retirereadyfg.com. Let's talk about taxes for a moment. Specifically, are you expecting a hefty refund if you're listening out there? Well, there's a good way to get a guaranteed return of nearly 10% if you're willing to park your cash for a while. And they're called I-bonds. And the I means the U.S. savings bonds are indexed for inflation. Now, the interest rate changes every six months, and beginning May 1st, that rate climbs to 9.6%. The annual cap on investing in these I-bonds is $10,000 per person. But you can also use your federal tax refund to purchase an additional $5,000 worth. Uh, Jim, while this is not necessarily a product that you offer, can you walk clients through the process of obtaining I-bonds? Sure, sure. And that's right, Grant. Everything you said, uh, and I don't offer these bonds. Your neighborhood bank down the street doesn't offer these bonds. Your broker doesn't offer these bonds. Vanguard doesn't. Fidelity doesn't. None of them offer. The credit union doesn't. So since none of these institutions offer them, people question why haven't they been hearing about them. But those big institutions, they don't make any money off of them uh, if you invest in them. Maybe that's why they haven't mentioned it. But they should still have the courtesy to mention it to you because they're quite a deal. And we've mentioned these bonds on several of our shows over the past few months. Because we're trying to just help our fellow greater Philadelphians uh, grow their finances any way we can. And the interest rate is relatively huge, huge for these mm -hmm. types of government bonds. Um, because, yeah, they're linked to inflation and inflation is up. And that's what the I stands for in the, in the series I. But starting on May the 1st, the interest rate is going to be 9.6%, which is unbelievably high, especially when you consider what the neighborhood banks are offering you these days on your money. There's really only two annoying things that I can find uh, about these bonds. The first one is that you have to hold them for one year. Mm -hmm. um, you can kick and scream and cry and beg to get the money back out, <laughs> but uh, you have to hold That'll them work, for huh? one year. Uh, yeah, it won't work. And actually, that part isn't really that annoying because they're paying such a high interest rate. But the truly annoying part that I think is that you, you can only put 10000 bucks in per person per calendar year uh, into these things. So... You know, you can't also put any of your IRA or your 401k money in. It just has to be kind of fresh money sitting in your bank account, Grant. Well, Jim, you just laid it all out there so that we kind of understand what these are and what they do. So the question I have to ask you is, and I'm sure the question people out there are asking or wondering is, where do I go to get these? 
Yeah, yeah. So um, there you have a website, right? Everything's online nowadays. The United States Treasury has uh, their website where you can go, which is treasurydirect.gov. Treasurydirect.gov. So the first thing you need to do is, is log onto the website. They make you open an account. You have to fill in your information, name, address, all the usual stuff. And then they want you to put your bank account information and your routing number. Um, you have to create a username and a password, all that normal baloney uh, when uh, we're setting up an account online. And then they email you a password. But then once your account is set up, you can purchase these bonds. And then the whole process takes just about 10 or 15 minutes. One little caveat is that they do make you hold the bonds for one year like we talked about. But if you cash them out in year two, year three, year four, or year five, that you have to give back the last three months of interest that you earn. And when you put it into context, we have banks giving around uh, 1% interest. If you have to give back a little bit of these I-bonds while they're almost paying double digits, uh, there's really still no comparison. It's a, kind of like a no-brainer mm -hmm. for your short-term savings that you want to put away for about a year or more. But once again, I'm always excited to meet and chat with my listeners, and I'm always happy to give listeners a hand. So if you're looking for more guidance with these types of I-bonds that are paying this 9.6% beginning on May 1st, give my office a call. I'll be happy to help you with some more information, guys. 610-894-7415 is that phone number. And like Jim said, this could be a nice option for you to consider, and he'll be happy to walk you through the process when it comes to these I-bonds. And Jim Cipriati and Retire Ready Financial Group are here to help you put together that comprehensive financial plan that can stand up during these times of inflation and market volatility and rising interest rates or any of a number of other things that life may throw at us during retirement. To me, that's a conversation worth having. Remember, Jim is offering that complimentary retirement income plan for the first three callers of today's show as well. That's a customized report that can put you on the path toward the retirement you've worked so hard for. So reach out to us today, 610-894-7415. 610-894-7415 is the number to speak with Jim. You can also book a time online at retirereadyfg.com. If you like what you're hearing on the show, we get into all kinds of discussions and topics and tips. You can find Freedom to Retire on the go right at your fingertips. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Google. We are there for you on demand. Now, how much of your working year's income do you need in retirement? That's a question we hear quite often, and most of the time you'll hear 80% as the answer. A new study by J.P. Morgan says that's a good number if you make between eighty dollars and $150,000. Higher earners, though, can settle at 72%. But those who make less than 50000 will need 94% of their working year's income. Jim, where do you weigh in on these formulas, or do you have a different way to determine income needs in retirement? I, I do have a slightly different way. But look, the percentage of your working year's income that you're going to need during retirement definitely depends on how high your income was previously in your working year. So, so if you've been working and, and earning a couple hundred thousand dollars, maybe between you and your spouse in those working years, uh, but now you're, you're approaching retirement and your mortgage is paid off, um, you, you might not need as nearly uh, as much income coming in at that point going forward. Because remember, when you're retired, you're no longer going to be contributing those big chunks into your 401k, uh, every paycheck, um, or into any other retirement account. So that big expense is going to be non-existent going forward. Uh, and also, the, those same folks that were making a couple hundred grand in their working years, they were paying a boatload of taxes uh, because they were hitting those higher tax brackets. Uh, so now as you transition into retirement, 
uh, you're quite likely to have, you know, your social security checks coming in and maybe your spouse's social security, uh, maybe a pension check or two. Uh, actually, most people don't even have pensions these days, just 401ks. The other income you're going to need each month is going to come right out of your retirement savings. But there's one thing that comes to mind as a piece of advice for those folks who are within a couple of years away from retirement. Okay. And especially for those folks who are just newly retired, maybe in the past couple of years. And that is we need to learn from the people that retired before us, especially the people that retired in the late 1990s, the early 2000s. And the reason is because those folks retired when the market was going through a peak from that tech boom. It was extremely similar, not exact, but extremely similar to the peak that we're experiencing now over the past 10, 12 years from the recent boom of all the growth. Well, Jim, we've been riding this bull market for an awful long time, but if history is anything, I think it's a good teacher. So if you flash back, what, 20, 25 years into the 90s before we ran into some speed bumps there, I mean, did you find that people were kind of looking at that as a ride that wasn't going to end? Yeah, it was the 90s and, you know, there was a shock back in the early 2000s. And, and look, that was just a short 20 years ago in the span of mm -hmm. history. That's kind of recent stuff. And, you know, there was millions, probably tens of millions of people that retired right around then just overly confident, just assuming that the stock market was going to just really continue at that friendly, uh, happy pace with uh, with rainbows and unicorns and balloons, you know, just lots of big smiles for the life savings. But the opposite turned out to be the case. Uh, the market went through not one, but two big crashes and people lost big money. Um, and the problem really is that 401ks are what everyone has these days instead of pensions. 401ks are great for growing money but they can be a terrible place if you leave all of your money there after you retire. Because uh, if you begin drawing income out of those mutual funds, say you, you get set up on a monthly draw, um, your income definitely runs a risk of, of ending someday, just like it did for millions of people who retired just that short 20 years ago. Uh, but the good news is that the, the financial industry as a whole uh, created financial vehicles that are designed for rollovers where you can take your life savings and roll over tax-free without paying any taxes or fees. And that money can be protected against stock market loss while still allowing you to participate in the growth when the market experiences its growth cycles. Mm -hmm. And those same financial vehicles, they also can provide a dependable, sustainable income that gets wired right into your bank account every month, just like your paycheck is getting wired right into your bank account each month. And that'll continue for the rest of your life, regardless of whatever this crazy stock market does, and regardless of how long you live, too. And whatever's left in that account balance, that's going to go directly to your loved ones. Uh, so if you'd like more information on this, or if you're getting a bit anxious about losing money lately, give my office a call. We'll set up a time where you can chat with me personally, and we'll talk about it. Some of these formulas may have been around for a while, and some of them may fit the circumstances for most people. But you're not most people. So put together a financial plan that's customized to your wants and needs. We're offering that complimentary retirement income plan to the first three callers of today's show. There's no cost and no obligation, but by having this conversation and getting a clearer picture of how your money is set up to last in retirement, I think this is a conversation that's certainly worth your time. 610-894-7415 to request yours. 610-894-7415 is the number to get started or book that time online at retireready fg.com. Choosing the right age to claim Social Security is hard enough, but the Motley Fool says it's even harder if you're married. 
Now, why is that? Wouldn't you both either claim your benefits early or claim them later? And uh, Jim, what difference does it make whether you're married or single? And Grant, Social Security has always been a difficult decision because we all want to nail it perfectly. But the bottom line is that there's no general answer that fits everyone perfectly when it comes to, you know, the big question of when to begin collecting that Social Security. And believe me, I get it. Finances, they can be complex enough. We ask ourselves, can't there just be something that's easy for us to pick? Right? Uh, so many different mutual funds out there and stocks. What do we do? What do we do? But what makes Social Security so difficult is that none of us obviously know how long we're going to live. What if we live until age 70 and then we suffer just a, a heart attack suddenly and we pass away at 71 after only collecting maybe for one year? No bueno. What happens if we begin collecting at 62? That's the earliest age at which we're allowed to begin collecting the retirement benefit. But what if we collect that early and then we live all the way till 95? Well, that situation could also be no bueno, or maybe I should say not as bueno, ah. because if we had waited until age 70 to begin collecting, we'd have a couple hundred thousand dollars possibly extra in our pocket because of those larger monthly checks at age 70. But then things get even more complicated for married couples because there's so many more choices involved. For example, if your spouse maybe never worked and he or she is counting on collecting half of your retirement check, then your spouse is gonna to have to wait until you begin collecting your check uh, until he or she is allowed to get that 50% spousal benefit. And I've seen some spouses get into some pretty uh, heated disagreements because one spouse is getting really antsy, come on, let's collect, let's collect. And then the other spouse says, no, 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 not yet, not yet. We've got to wait for the larger check. Well, we know all spouses don't agree on all things all of the time, but all jokes <laughs> aside, what criteria should they be looking at to make this important decision when it comes to their Social Security? Yeah, so there are a couple of key rules of thumb that I do generally agree with that I want to just mention, which is that typically the higher earning spouse should really wait as long as financially feasible to begin collecting that Social Security retirement check, especially if your spouse is in good health or if you're in good health because when you pass away your spouse is going to receive 100 percent of the larger of the two social security checks for his or her life and then there's also some possibilities where one spouse can begin collecting and then the other spouse can collect that 50 percent spousal benefit while allowing their own benefit off of their own work record to continue to increase up until age 70 then what you do is you ditch that 50% spousal check and switch over to your big fat age 70 check, which is going to be much larger. Um, but there's one great thing about all this complexity, Grant, and that we're, we're here in the year 2022. Computers are so advanced and these financial software programs are so advanced and friendly and just user oriented. And they do all this number crunching for us. Years ago, 20 years ago, we didn't have the stuff we have now. Uh, so with the help of a financial planner like myself, we're able to take a lot of the guesswork out of the equation. So if you feel like you need a hand with this, give my office a call. I'll be happy to run the report for you. Uh, Social Security can be complicated. Let's try to de-stress our life, right? Let's let computers do some work for us and crunch the numbers, and let's see what your numbers look like. If you have questions or concerns about reaching your retirement goals, then give the Retire Ready Financial Group a call, 610-894-7415, or visit us online at retirereadyfg.com. Retire Ready Wealth Management is not licensed in all 50 states. 
to find out if Retire Ready Wealth Management is licensed in your state, please call 610-704-2792. Retire Ready Wealth Management is not affiliated with nor endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency and does not provide legal or tax advice. Annuity guarantees rely solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing insurance company. By contacting us, you may be provided with information about insurance and annuity products. Offer through James Cipriati, Pennsylvania Insurance License, 366-900.